What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people up in Tyler, and people down in the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. You're tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark with us producing and spinning the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. The only thing we ask you to do is to call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me via Twitter or send me a message, you can do that at SportsGrind. All right. And if you want to stream the show live, all right, you can always go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment or you can go to my personal page and you can leave comments and I'll read those on air in real time or I'll go ahead and respond to those later. All right. And also keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can go ahead and download the podcast seven days a week and 365. And if you are traveling or you're in a market that doesn't have us terrestrial wise, you can go to the same website as well and you can click the play button and that's how you get us, even if we're getting preempted by play by play. Okay, but we're almost out of the neck of the woods for that. Almost until later on. But anyway, all right, man. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. I hope everybody had a safe and fun Labor Day weekend. Uh, We were off Friday, uh, and of course, everybody was off Monday, so we're back here with you today. So definitely a lot to get to, and again, since we've got new... uh, new markets and this is really our first football season going in with our other affiliates kind of too as well just to give you an idea i mean this is technically uh would be like a monday you know show but just to how to set the tone because you know i always say like dude when i was only doing two hours be like that's not enough even three hours on monday there's just and technically i know today's tuesday but on a recap and then you gotta think when you got monday you got monday night football so the bottom line the point i'm getting to with college football and then when we start overlapping with nfl college I mean, Mondays are really going to be, uh, we're not going to get to everything. I mean, it really did just set the tone that it's going to be Monday and Tuesday that's going to be spent uh, previewing that Monday night game and then also recapping uh, pretty much college and NFL action. Because even with NFL Sunday and college, we just won't get to everything. And since I pay attention, you know, because some, some people in this business, they're very, you know, they pay attention to what they pay attention to, and then they go to production meetings and they just wing it. To me, I'm like I'm really in the trenches with all this stuff that I watch that I really talk about. So, uh, for you know, for the most part, or either I'm keeping up with it. So, therefore, Tuesday just to set the standard. That's really what Mondays and Tuesdays is going to be about uh, moving forward on this show. Uh, but for today, we definitely got a lot to get to coming off the weekend. Um, definitely, we're going to be heavy college football today since we didn't have really any 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 NFL news. Uh, not news. We got some NFL news. All right, but it's regards to NFL games. Uh, But before we get started, I want to say rest in peace to uh, Mr. Jimmy Buffett. Um, Keeping it real with you, as the youngsters say, keeping it 100. I mean, I'm never one that was a big Jimmy Buffett fan, but, you know, I'm always the person, regardless of the genre, the source, what type of entertainment, 
um, you know, sports even included, I'm very particular in regards to um, the word that I feel gets thrown around a lot, um, icon. Now, I don't even know if I consider Jimmy Buffett an icon. I mean, in my opinion, I really probably don't, but I know enough to know how big. I mean, he made an iconic song, you know, and I kind of everybody knows about Margaritaville, how they built a, a restaurant chain across the country off of it. But rest in peace to him. I mean, he was at what age was Jimmy at? Uh, 76. 76 years old. You know, a couple of years, about two, about three years younger to, than my dad. Um, yeah, so definitely uh, thoughts and prayers to his family. I know he has a big following. <laughs> out there um but anyway to the sports world so we've got a quite a bit to get to of course we're going to be college heavy today um nfl week one is finally here uh it's crazy it seems like it's taking forever to get here at least for me in my opinion i mean it's always like that in nfl but again i'm not a guy that lives in the moment because i do remember growing up it was tough as hell like nfl off seasons were long this is before NFL Network, we're going to break down the combine, we're going to break down free agency, we're going to break down trades. It was just more like, hey, man, when the season went by like that, and then you just had to wait, and it was the long, I always felt like baseball was the shortest offseason, but the longest season, NBA was the longest season. So NFL, it's become, it's gotten better to where it doesn't feel like normally the gap is that long before you go to the offseason, one season to the next. For some reason, though, this year, 2023, it's for me personally, it's felt like for ever to get here okay and i think personally after week i don't know four last year i was already looking forward to 2023 so maybe that's why i've been i i've been waiting for a new season since real time in the action last season in week four so uh it's finally here you know, definitely going to, since this is a short week still, definitely going to want to start looking ahead of some of the matchups. Like I said, in normal, you know, once we get up and going, you know, Fridays is usually our breakdown, look ahead to NFL week, you know, even with college. Wednesday's kind of that mid-report and things going on, injuries and all that. Uh, but today, since it's different and we haven't had week one yet, I still want to use today and tomorrow to start looking ahead to some of the week one games. And then Thursday, We'll focus on that opening night in Kansas City, uh, getting rings uh, that night, uh, which uh, developing stories. I mean, I was coming from the uh, gym when I heard this or when I saw this old Adam tweeted out that Travis Kelsey, which he made the docket anyway before I saw this. So I killed two birds with one stone because Travis Kelsey allegedly probably a real time less than an hour ago. Uh, probably less than 40, hadn't even been 45 minutes yet because they reported this quickly, but supposedly he hyperstended his knee in practice. And let me tell you about hyperstending. Well, first of all, it's enough that they took the game off the board for Thursday night. I mean, Detroit was sitting at a six and a half in line, plus six and a half most spots. It dropped to six when this line first opened a few months ago. I think it opened at seven and a half or eight. It's been bet all the way down. As soon as Adam put out that information, that line has been dropped for most credible um sites for people to pay attention to that so it's significant now let me tell you something about hyperstended needs and how quickly this report comes out this could be a situation where this is because first of all let's just keep it 100 as the youngsters say kansas city's playing for january and february they're not playing for week one versus the detroit lions and ring night so even if it's a hyperextended knee 
Travis Kelsey probably not shouldn't play Thursday. If he did the today's Tuesday. So if he just did this in practice today in the game, they don't play Sunday. They play Thursday. I would think it's safe enough to say scratch him for week one. Now, with this report coming out, this could be a situation where there could be some ligament damage. This could be because hyperextended knees are tricky. This could be something that could be two weeks. This is something that could stretch to four to five. So it's a wait and see. Okay, look, you get it however you get it because there's injuries all over the place. But trust me, I'm cut from the cloth that I want to see Kansas City defend their title as healthy as possible. When I say healthy, I'm talking about their key guys. They're going to get injuries like everybody else. My injury is always about key guys that hurt that are different like i ain't talking about a special teams guy or a lineman uh you know or second string running back i'm talking about those big playmakers and, and to any team that's the injuries that i see so i hope and i would want to see kansas city uh defend their title um healthy and go with the team that they went in with 2023 so that's what i that's number one Number two with Kelsey before I saw that he hyperstated his knee. And maybe this is the football guy sitting there saying, hey, man, you know better than that. Because I was going to come in here because Travis Kelsey, because the talk is still, this is going to be big news today by the time your 6 o'clock sports center come on. Don't let it come on Spectrum. I'm going to get to them, by the way, as well, too. Damn it. I, like, I normally don't do this, but like, hell, man. Probably, this is probably, I always say, hey, man, Spectrum want to do business with me. I'll advertise, take the money. Not now. Some of not all money's good money, so I have to worry. So these I like won't rip companies because I'm like you never know if they want to break bread with a brother. But no, put me in the inconvenience. I'll get to that. But by the time ESPN gets on your tube tonight for non-spectrum users, this is going to be the story. But the story to me is like they say, where's Waldo? Where's Chris Jones? And this goes back to the reason why Travis Kelsey made my docket today before this news broke about a half an hour ago. He's doing his brother's podcast, you know, and, you know, the, I'm going to tell you right now, man, Travis, and I like his brother, but Travis and his brother, they give him the, in my world, they give him the Paul, the Jake Paul brothers a run for their money because they just doing too much. But listen, he's doing a podcast and he's barely, he's, he's basically making a P. Diddy early 2000 begging you type of record. Key sweat type of beg. Oh, Chris, please. I'm serious, man. Come back, play football. I want to win a ring. Come back, Chris. I'm being serious. I don't know what's going on. So somebody knows something that I don't know. Come on, Chris. Hey, Travis. Why don't you take a page from your running mate? Okay? To Batman. 1-5 and Patrick. Patrick was asked about this situation as soon as camp started. And Patrick handled it the way you're supposed to handle it. Like, hey, man, look, we're going to open up with open arms. We know he's trying to get some stuff done. Of course, he's a very important part to this team, this organization, these championships. But that's his business. He's got to handle it. That's it. You don't go on a podcast and speak. That's damn near speaking on another man's business and his contract. We all know, Travis, how important Chris Jones is to the Kansas City Chiefs on the defensive side. We know the division you play in, but that's just one of those things. And I know it seems like this whole offseason, I've been piling on the Chiefs and Killer Trev. I just feel like this is, the again, going back to the first time they won the title due to those, you know, battles with Patriots and all that. This is the one offseason. 
that I've seen them do a lot, especially to, like I said, I ain't worried about Patrick and I ain't worried about, you know, Andy Reid. I told you they're ch- they're chasing legendary status. It's about the other guys on this team are the belly full. And I just feel with Travis, I just think that was a little bit out of line to go in that because he was serious. That wasn't no bit. That wasn't just for pocket. Like he was dead serious. But my, my thing's like, Travis, you on all these different commercials, you getting endorsements. I see you now with your direct TV. You got all that. Chris Jones ain't getting all that. He's got to set up for what he's. And plus, you probably you got a little bit more time, hopefully, if you stay healthy to play than even Chris Jones. But I don't need you going key sweat and begging a week before, less than a week before the season out about you need to just come back. Baby, all those nights you ran out with the other guy, I knew about it, but I just didn't care. Boys to men begging. And what happens today? Hyperextended knee. Hopefully that's all it is. Because those hyperextended, that's shaky. And let me tell you something. You go a few weeks without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, they under they 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 go undefeated with that. Let's say maximum they got to go two to three weeks without those two guys. Then let's just give Patrick the MVP again, because it's going to be one of those things that look. Andy Reid, in my opinion, is the thing that makes the engine go. Patrick's a big part of it, but it's more of Andy Reid. But those are two dynamic situations. So we'll keep our eye on that story developing with Travis Kelsey. Also, uh, what else we got going? U.S. Open Grand Slam continues to go on for people that give a damn about that. You should. This is our this is this country's Grand Slam for tennis. Um, Even if you don't give a rat's ass about the sport of tennis or whatever, this is still the American U.S. Open. And the Americans, as much as I've been down on them, you know, um, especially the men's, I I think I looked up. They've got like four Americans in the quarter going to the semifinals, quarters or semis, something like that. What was it? You got three Americans in the semifinal or in the quarterfinal. Sorry. Uh huh. And I think and one of them in action right now down to Djokovic. Yeah. I mean, and I think you had like, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like three African-Americans that made it too for the first time in a Grand Slam going that. Coco Golf was able to be victorious. Uh, so, yeah, so you hope they can get some momentum. Um, you know, the, the story is still the Spaniard. I mean, he's still kicking ass and he's he's I mean, he's on some early setting records for somebody his youth or what he's accomplishing especially if he wins this u.s open but you have that going on baseball uh didn't really have too much on the docket today with baseball you know we're coming off of a weekend again labor day weekend Uh, a couple things that stood out to me i didn't have on the docket but i logged some baseball uh this weekend and yesterday um the rangers find a way to blow another lead especially to the astros i mean astros even with their fan base astros has real estate in texas rangers fans head and players i mean but this just goes along on how many i was amazed to hear how many double digit leads not double digits excuse me rephrase that how many blown leads that the rangers have had over the course of this season um you know they're in a this is an important series with the astros and rangers keep in mind the astros did them dirty just a couple weeks ago this is another three game series a four game they play again tonight now the rangers got evaldi on the mound tonight uh but this is one of those situations where it's important in that division i think the rangers still have first place in that division by the way they don't do they relinquish it who took it over now uh seattle took it th- seattle. this weekend and okay. i mean you're, t- you're talking about percentage points okay uh, separating those three teams okay well 
they're up there. So this is an important series, uh, in, in, in basically, in my opinion. Um, the Dodgers, I mean, the Braves came and stomped the buildings. I mean, the Braves took three out of four. Okay, Dodgers didn't win a game to the last game of the series. And this is the concern I have with the Dodgers. I mean, they've been balling, and they have a heck of a lineup. But I just wonder, is there, is there pitching? And basically, they're, if they run up against a team like Atlanta or somebody else that has good pitching, good pitching always saw off bats in September and October, especially October. That's just the reality. So they really got a rude awakening in regards to the Braves, probably what people think the best team in baseball, came and took three out of four in L.A. In LA. So baseball, we're going to continue to keep an eye on baseball as the division pennant races and wild card races come to a home stretch here. We're going to keep our eye on it on this program. But when we get back, we're going to start with college football. We're going to start about the biggest story, obviously, over the weekend as the Colorado Buffaloes and Coach Prime and the whole staff go down to TCU, 17th ranked TCU, according to AP, and get an outright win. They didn't keep it close. They got an outright win. Definitely want to talk about that when we get back. You listen to the sports crowd. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Spin the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. I just poured something in my cup I've been wanting something I can feel Promise I am never letting all right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spinner the One and Twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Uh, if you're looking to check out what the latest new products are, or you already know what you want, but you just want to deliver it to your door, make sure you don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, an official sponsor. Sponsor the Sports Grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 877-37-GRIND. All right, so let's jump right into it. The college weekend, week one, is definitely under in the books now. Um, we've got some 
evidence to look at, but we'll start first with the uh, the big story over the weekend, which which the Colorado Buffaloes outlasted the TCU for uh, Horn Frogs. They were coming in at 17 in the country in the AP, uh, 45 to 42. Uh, Shadur Sanders. 30 for eight, 38 for 47 for 510 yards and four touchdowns. That's a school record. I mean, if you look at the first one comes to my mind, I mean, it's a school Cordell Stewart played at, a.k.a. Slash. It's a dusty for you dusties. Go Google it. But Slash was a real deal in college, and he went on to have win some games for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, 510 yards and four touchdowns, uh, really just a uh, – coming out party uh i should say a coming out performance i should say not a party a coming out performance by him uh and again the story also of the game was travis hunter uh 11 receptions 119 yards uh and i think the total was 129 snaps played yeah you had Um, an interception in there too he had one int um you know you're talking about in 104 103 temperatures um and never saw him pull up with uh, cramps one time. Uh, Dylan Edwards had six carries, 24 yards, and a touchdown. I know he was one of the kids that Dion uh, had told, uh, you know, some people around that he had to do some pre-game media obligations, and he said, hey, watch out for that kid. He's going to make a play tomorrow, and he did. Um, There's not too many people outside of that locker room um, and Coach Prime and that staff um, had them beating TCU, okay? Not even the people that were really in Prime's corner rooting for Prime. I mean, I think the narrative was to keep it close and to be respectable with all these changes and all these transfer stuff and all that, and they went out and won the game. Um, to me, I think more of the story of the game and how it played out uh, and the perform and the individual performances uh, by those two young men are really, you know, the I would say the aftermath of the game. And because you know, look, Fox. I mean, you talk about like if I equivalent this or compare it to gambling or going into a casino, or whatever. You're talking about hitting out the gate on a long shot when I talk about the executives at Fox who really basically put, I mean, you saw the promos. I mean, the the promos leading up for the last week or two were about Colorado Buffaloes and and really opening the TCU and coach prime in the, in the, uh, in the promos. We kind of talked about it. Um, Okay. They hit jackpot. Uh, Even after the coverage that they got after this game was played because it was such an exciting game. And it was like, wow, this is, you know, this is Prime's debut. This So they won. The athletic director who told us, well, we don't know how we're going to pay him. But we're just going to go and pay him. They won. I mean, they've already won. I mean, they've got Nebraska coming in. I think I'm hearing it's a sellout at Colorado. I mean, if you put things in perspective, I believe I think that's their first win against a top 25 team since like 2006 or something like that or some early 2000s. Um, You know, this is also a team that lost. I think on an average, by an average, at least about 29 points a game last year. 
the games they lost. Now, the reaction when I talk about after the math is because, and I've seen this before, it, it, when you deal with polarizing figures, and, and what I've got to understand is that I'm dealing with a younger generation that never really got to see Dion really play live or handle himself as a professional athlete, as a two-time athlete, and basically just be him. And that's who he is. Now, to me, it's one of those situations to where I think this is going to go. People made up their mind where they stood on this, the way he approached things, uh, the whole situation with the transfer portal, which I thought he had an interesting sit down interview with Joe Clapp, which I'm not a big Joe Clapp fan. I'm not I don't I mean, I'm just not a big fan of his. But I did see his sit down interview with Prime because he's got this new show on with Fox and stuff that he's getting access to some of the bigger players in college from coaches and stuff. And, you know, Coach Prime was just saying, like, look, you know, the, the whole transfer transfer portal situation is pretty much almost the same thing I did in Jackson State, but nobody paid attention to it because of HBCU. Um, I thought that was interesting because if you think about it, it's kind of true. I think the reaction from media members and and that, because I know I hardly ever tweet anything on Twitter. I, I just don't do stuff. I wait to hear my opinion when I come in on this live mic. Uh, but I just knew that this particular, due to the fact that he won, um, I knew that I had the reaction that I was seeing that some people in the media and some not. I mean, I even a guy that before that I'm pretty sure I've had him on this show, but he's a local guy with Express New. He writes for the paper down here. Uh, Mike Finger, I think his name is. I mean, I kind of exchanged a little bit back with him because he had a tweet and people had a problem with Deion Sanders coming to the press conference. And as he said, right after the end, keeping receipts and calling out. Well, the truth of it is, is that at the end of the day, you know, like you said, I mean, he they're human. He's human. And this is who Dion is. I mean, Dion doesn't Dion's not going to look and talk to the media or act on the sideline as such a Nick Saban or Kirby Smart. OK, a, a Dabo Sweeney, which we'll get to him here shortly. He's going to be different. He, I mean, he's Dion. And so, therefore, the way he handled his press conference, I think you heard five or six months of frustration built up to people that was really throwing stones at him and making him crucified for something that I said it before. He didn't break any rule. And the reality of the situation is now that I think about it, because I said this a few weeks ago, because me and Jonas has been back and forth on this. I kept saying, like, look, if this is successful, first of all, if he's successful at Colorado, this is going to open. You've heard this before, but I'll use my platform to echo it as well. This is going to go ahead and open the doors for a lot of different things to change at college football from uh, brothers that come from the HBCU set, whether it's players, whether there's coaches, it's going to open the doors for a lot of things. If he's successful, there's a lot riding on it. And that's the reason why I was riding with him. I mean, everybody knows Nick Saban, Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. That's my guy. But when it comes to Prime, a guy that I basically always looked up to from an athletic standpoint when I was younger and I was still playing sports and the way he handled himself from a business standpoint and being confident, I always gravitated to him. And to me, I knew that this job at Colorado was bigger than even himself or, you know, just rooting for or whoever. Because where he came from and how he went and got about to do this. And to me, what I think is I like the idea of even with his son at quarterback, you know, a lot of things were said about him like, yeah, well, he did that at HBCU. The competition's not that great. You know, now, granted, TCU looks like they got a defense that can't stop a nosebleed. But regardless of it is he did that against a power five school. What is that going to do for HBCU guys that play quarterback or go there? What can that do for the NFL level as well to bring more attention? Of course. 
So I think the the way that he approached and like the thing about the local guy, I mean, I didn't feel like going back and forth, but it was like, well, I think Dion looks at the media like we're supposed to have something to root for this. No, man, it's not about, you know, well, he's cocky. It's about him. If he doesn't say something and use the opportunity to call people out. And in this day and time where everybody's got podcasts, everybody's got a blog, everybody's got opinion. Y'all have heard me say this a hundred times in the last month. But the reality of it is you can go ahead when you feel like you're under attack, when you feel like you're not even given an opportunity because it's just, oh, well, he did it this way. He is different. That's the thing. Personally, I've been saying that if he's successful, I guarantee you any new coach that goes to a new program that's down, as long as the transfer portal is set the way it is, they're going to be trying to maybe not. First of all, I don't even think anybody has the capabilities of doing that. I don't even think Nick Saban, even if Nick wanted to, Kirby Smart is one of the best recruiters in the country. I don't even think they can get 70 kids to come play for them in in an amount of time through a transfer portal. That like Dion, that's a following. That's a generational type of, you know, iconic figure in Coach Prime that has grown up like kids have grown up. In households with their parents now that are they got kids going to college, knowing about Coach Prime, knowing about Deion Sanders now known Coach Prime, like he said, Hunter and I and, and you know the crazy thing about it is, is I remember Nick's comments and I love Nick Saban, but I remember Nick's comments when he got Hunter, when he won the sweepstakes. Keep in mind, Travis Hunter was recruited by Georgia, Alabama, everybody, but he went to Jackson State, and I remember. Mm-hmm. Dion, I mean, excuse me, Nick Saban using a comparison thing about, oh, reportedly he got a million dollars to go there. No, you know what it was? Coach Prime let us know. Coach Prime's been coaching him since he's like six, seven years old. And, and, and I know that because I've got, you know, like I've said this before, I know guys that coach AU and see coach these kids. I know the guy who coached Jordan Clarkson. And all backyard through AU all the way up to now he's a pro, he's a Laker, now he's a Utah Jazz. So when you do that, some of the, especially in the day of AU and everything, these kids get bond. There's a bond there. And if, if, if you can sit there and they know like, hey, this guy knows what it takes to get to the next level. Honestly, after thinking about it, they can try to do it, but I don't think anybody can even do that. It's just the fact that he's a, he's a winner. Um, it didn't look pretty. I think the thing when I look at them, besides them winning the game, you know, eventually, and this comes with time. But yeah, the traditionally the, in the middle in the trenches, even with the O line, especially the defensive line, they don't have those guys yet. You know, I think as they go through the Pac-12, like you know, it, it's probably lucky that they're going through the Pac-12. Even though Pac-12 had a hell of a show on opening day, you know, their 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 series, their whole conference dissolved in front of our eyes. But they went out and ran like 12-13-0 this week and something like that. But I think that his his trenches are still not there, and I think his defense is going to take some time to go. But let me tell you, Travis Hunter, and I will tell you this: Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer. Dabo Sweeney, Brian Kelly, Jimbo Fisher, nobody would have let this kid play two-way. None of them would have played. He was recruited as a cornerback. Nobody would have let him. I'm that is my opinion, and, and I'm and I'm I would put money on it. None of those coaches would allow him to play both ways like that. Because that's just something that we haven't seen you know, really happen in this time. But we're talking about being coached by a guy who played two sports that was known to do two ways in the NFL. Like, hey, I'm going to play cornerback, but I'm going to return punts too. 
And I think what's getting overshadowed with all the, you know, primetime Dion coach, you know, hype in regards to, well, he got 70 people through the portal. He did all this is really the coaching staff. He's a symbol. Now, there's some guys on there that I'm not that high of. I mean, Pat Shermer, everybody knows how I feel about Pat Shermer. I think Pat Shermer is horrible, and he sucks as an offensive coordinator at the NFL level. But that's somebody that's been in the NFL level. You have Coach Mike Zimmer. That's He don't have a title, but he's roaming around the campus. He's got some other coaches on there that have coached, been a head coach at Division I college and in the NFL. That was a hell of a coaching job by the staff in general to have them prepared to come out there on the road against a team that was just in the national championship game last year year so you can only build from that and i told y'all thursday before we got it i said i said nebraska with matt rule and coach prime aka Deion sanders in colorado those are the two programs that i'm gonna have joint at the hip and those two to see what come turns around quicker because they're coming in almost to the similar situation for the exceptions of the turnover of the roster but they're both taking over two universities that have been in the dumps for a while now ironically they play Nebraska this coming up week in Boulder, Colorado. Selling that sold out, what I'm hearing. 50,000 plus. Now, Nebraska, I got a chance to see them play. The, you know, Matt Rule's always going to bring defenses. They're just, they're struggling. And I don't know if they have a quarterback, and I don't know offensively what they're going to do. Now, a few weeks ago when this game came out, it was an eight and a half. Nebraska was an eight and a half favorite. Okay, now that has quickly flipped. And I would tell you, if you're going to get a good line on that, you might as well get early because anything is going to drop a little bit more. But I'll go for the same thing is how do you handle success? But I think the venom in regards to people thinking he's cocky or, or he, you know, how do you handle a press conference like that? And you got to understand how the media – you mean to tell me, and that's why I had to respond to Mike Finger, not to call him out, but I'm like, you mean to tell me that a guy that's been a professional athlete and still around the game and dealing with media report, he don't know the agendas of some media, he don't know what the media's job is, no, the bottom line has got worse than even when he's playing because a lot of guys in the media, they will sit there and go personal without even basically and ruining their credibility just because they don't like the way something was done or they're hating in a prejudged situation. But credit to a man, they're out 1-0. No one had them winning the game. They were plus 600 in some spots. Jonas said he saw it at plus 800 at one time pre-flop to win outright against TCU. Uh, and like you said, after in the press conference, uh, he's going to be getting comfortable here in a little bit. To me, he's won already. I mean, and, when, and it means not his whole big goal of what he's supposed to bring to Colorado, but in regards to this season. I mean, to, to get, I mean, to get a top – 25 win in your first crack at it is impressive. Now, do I think Travis Hunter is going to be able to complete a full season at that snap total? I don't know. I don't know about that. But I think that they have the coaching staff where they'll monitor that and they'll go. But, you know, to me, we're walking away. Everybody, I mean, what, what, two new people then jumped into the Heisman race? We'll see how it goes. Now, the interesting thing to me, and I know, um, is again, it goes back to where how some people, you know, reacted to this. And I know it was interesting to me this morning, Brent McMurphy, which we had him on on Action Network. I saw his tweet because he he put out his top 25 today. Now, I'd have to find out who was pre-flop of his top 25. And I love the interview we had with Brent, but I had talked to him again because I looked at it today and he didn't have Colorado in the top 25. And I'm like, 
and I guess the million dollar question I would have to ask Brett or find out is that who was his original top 25 before he went out? So if he, I'll give him a pass. I'll be like, okay, if he didn't have TCU in his original top 25, then I would say that. Now, about an hour ago in real time, the AP, the new AP came out and they're ranked 22. And that has to be the first time, and I don't know how long Colorado has been ranked in the top 25. So definitely the Coach Prime era got off to a right, you know, an early start. But I think a lot of people are really getting introduced to how Dion is. I mean, you can call it cocky. I don't. I think it's confidence. I think he's a guy that if there's ever if there's a definition in the Webster's Dictionary or picture of talking something into existence or believing in yourself that you can do it. I mean, there's a there should be a picture of Dion Sanders, and that's just not him showing up in Colorado. Dion's been like that since he's been playing, since he was playing. And he's not going to look like your typical coach on the sideline, and he ain't going to talk like your typical coach at press conference because he's going to end up saying a lot of things that even Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, all these guys wish they could really get up and say after a game. It's almost like the Charles Barkley effect to a certain extent. You know, there's just some guys that get away with saying things or handling themselves a certain way, and that's just what it is. But it should be definitely interesting going forward uh, the rest of with Colorado and the rest of the Pac-12 schedule. Keeping it moving uh, as we get ready to the break. Texas, University of Texas opened up with a victory. Uh, They beat Rice 37 to 10. Uh, Quinn Ewers, 19 for 30, 260 yards, three touchdowns, eight rushes, 12 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Now, if you really watch this game, which I did uh, from the majority of it, um, Quinn Ewers, since that injury, and, I, and, and, you know, even in the bowl game that they played the bowl game last year, he hasn't looked like the quarterback that he looked like in week one against Alabama last year, Okay. He, you look. I mean, if you look at that stat line, some other quarterbacks would say, "Hey, man, that's not bad." He's he's been a little bit shaky. Now, to me, he could come in this Saturday night and play all world in Tuscaloosa. Um, the one thing I take from that game is Texas's defense. I mean, again, Rice is a school. I said it on Thursday. I don't want to be seeing Rice and Texas play opening. I mean, Rice is not known as an athletic sports school, especially in football, but they held their own. But I would say Texas's defense looked very impressive, even though that's not I can't measure stick by that because I think the rice is kind of offensively challenged but again you hold anybody to 10 points in division one college you playing some D you listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. get a dose we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios we'll be back when life sounds too much like this It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. 
Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.